Catholic, this is your host, Taylor Schroll, recording on this beautiful Monday morning. Oh my goodness, Lent is almost over. I hope yours has gone better than mine. We've got a great show for you here today, my friends. I'm going to tell you in this first segment uh, some struggles that I've had recently. I'm joined by co-host Sean McAfee. He's going to do the same. What's up, Sean? Hey. Hey, I'm swell. Uh, Wow, just so much energy. You just matched my energy so well. (laughs) Good. Jeez, man. Is this your first time coming on the show? Do you not understand what we're trying to do here? Swell. Swell. Wow. Okay, well. Um, that's all the time we have for today. It's going to be great having you in. No, Shawnee, it's good to have you back. Last time you were on, we had all kinds of complications with with scheduling and guests and, and timing and all this stuff. So you only got to do one segment. You're here all day. All day. All three segments. We are so happy that you are making your triumphant return with such great energy. Uh, thank you so much for that. So, And there's no no problem with the guests this time, right? No, I, I well, maybe. I hope not. I hope not. We are trying for the second time to have a great guest on. I'm not going to say anything now to jinx it. But my friends, if you keep listening, there will maybe be a guest in the second segment like we always do. Uh, Sean, today is a big day. It's a day that we have been looking forward to for quite some time. Some would say around a month, because our annual, third annual, Ministry Madness Bracket has concluded. We are so excited to be able to uh, come on the airwaves today and announce the winners of the initial matchups, and then later on, the countdown of the top 10 people, from 10 all the way down to our winner of our annual bracket, where where our listeners got to go online and vote for all these great Catholic ministry leaders, podcasters, authors, priests, amazing women doing amazing things of who would win in a boxing tournament. It's so much fun. We're going to reveal those results the more we go throughout today's show. But before we do that, Sean, it wouldn't be a good Forte Catholic if I didn't complain. Are you ready for me to complain? (laughs) That's so true. Yes, let's get it started. <laughs> okay, so uh, we, we do this. Before we even start, we do this when, when we're, like, interviewing people for, for jobs, right? Well, like, I will call. You know, you know how you have to have, like, references for a job, Sean? Do you think you could come up with three people that would say good things about you? I hope, yeah. <laughs> I sure hope so. So uh, one of the questions that I ask whenever we are, we're calling people's references is like, what three words would describe this person? We've already established one of the three things that describe Forte Catholic. One of them, Taylor complaining. If you had to describe Forte Catholic to somebody, what would be the two other qualities that you would say? Uh, well, this is redundant, but loud. Yes. And uh, the show is also redundant, so it's entertaining. fine. Entertaining. Entertaining. Uh, loud, entertaining, and complainy. Forte Catholic, everybody. Make Catholicism fun again. Okay. Here's, here's my life. It's my life. It's now or never. I just came back from, I was actually in your hometown twice this weekend, Shawnee. 
You lit. You used to live in America before you got extradited back to Italy, and <laughs> you lived in Omaha, uh, Omaha, Omaha, Kansas, Kansas. Everybody only knows of that place because of Peyton Manning. Of it. <laughs> so, I was, I was, uh, I flew there to go to Sioux City, Iowa, to speak at my first and ever Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks. Yeah. Boys Town. Thank you. I, I love when I just get a, a head of steam going, and then you're just like, Omaha Steaks, in the middle of my soliloquy there. That was beautiful. It is a good thing, though. I'm proud of you, because all this <laughs> means is that your energy has returned, and you're starting to get back into the Forte Catholic mold. You will not have bad allergies by listening to this show, I promise you. Anyway, what was I talking about? I was complaining. That's right, because that's what we do around here. So I traveled to Sioux City, Iowa to speak at my first ever men's conference. It was fun. But every time I go up to Sioux City, this is like number four or five to go up there. A buddy of mine is like in charge of all ministry in the diocese. He's like second in charge to the bishop or something. And uh, he brought me in uh, to do like youth conferences a couple times and youth ministry trainings, the men's conference. Every single time I go up there, I have terrible flight troubles. I've shared some of them on the air. Like my worst travel ever was going up to Sioux City. Well... Uh, on my way up there, I was delayed, but not not much. It, it wasn't all that bad. We were delayed about 45 minutes because we found out later that Air Force One landed in Houston where we were. So everyone was delayed because they were like, yeah, the president's coming. So everybody needs to uh, put their lives on hold because we need to keep this this plane safe. So that was kind of yeah, crazy. Got, uh, what is it called? Like a mobile no fly zone? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, mobile no-fly zones. Like every, but that's essentially what it was. It's like it parts instead of parting the the waves of the Red Sea, it just parts the air. <laughs> it's like every plane has to move out of the way. Um, so like then we kind of joked. We were like, okay, you know, we always have flight trouble. Ha ha ha. A crazy situation. Air Force One lands. We're delayed by forty-five minutes. Whatever. Fine. No big deal. Okay. Do the men's conference. Everything goes great. Yay, men's conference. Flying back yesterday. I get to the Omaha uh, airport, and I'm about to get on the plane to fly home. And right when we're about to get on the plane, then they decide to tell us, yeah, your plane's not here. It's going to be three and a half hours. I said, How did they not know? <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I was saying. Uh, he made an unexpected stop. Well, they that, do that all the time. Well, here, what? Here's, but here's the crazy thing. They didn't tell us the plane had never left Houston because the plane we were going on was coming from Houston to Omaha and then was going to fly us back from Omaha to Houston. They never left because of like rain or something. Well. And they just decided not to tell us. So then we were delayed by three and a half hours, which meant that I just got to hang out like in the airport. But uh, so, okay, fine. Delays happen. At first, it was only going to be like an hour and then two hours. And then it was three and a half hours, which meant that I was going to miss my connecting flight from Houston to College Station, which meant... My car was at the col at the College Station Airport. I didn't have a car. That meant I was going to be getting home at like ten thirty to Houston at ten thirty at night. I had to get back here because we had an interview for work early this morning. I had spiritual direction this morning. I had to do the show this morning because the rest of my week is busy. Like I had to get back today. There was no way around it. So I got the last rental car available at midnight. In Houston, I drove an epic minivan all the way back from Houston to College <laughs> Station. And yeah, it was it was not fun. It was not fun. Have you ever had some? Ah. Have you ever had like terrible travel experiences? Of course, yeah. I've uh, I've been delayed uh, around the world, and it's never fun. 
Yeah, it's it's not. So here's the interesting thing though. It's like all throughout the day, like I'm I've gotten used to it by now. Like especially with Sioux City, like it's it's inevitable that I'm going to have a terrible experience. But uh, in travel, at least everything there is fine. But here's what was the crazy thing. It's like I was just kind of cool, calm, and collected the whole time. Like I used to kind of get upset and frustrated. It's like okay. You know, I'm going to be delayed, This whatever, whatever. Now it's just like, whatever. I'm, I'm going to find a way home. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I'll call I'll call the help desk for my airline. I'll get a reimbursement for the flight. I'll see if they can pay for my rental car. You know, whatever. Just call them. Be nice. Handle it. And then this lady, I was. this is the most Catholic thing ever. I'm trying to be a holy person while sitting at the bar. Like, I love being <laughs> Catholic so much. So this lady hears me, like, talking to my airline in the bar. She's like, wow, you handled that really well. Like, everybody else is, like, yelling and upset. I'm like... It is what it is, you know, and I was actually wearing um, like a Christian T-shirt. It was just something about, I, I forget what it said, but it's something about Jesus and mountains or something like that. And she was like, oh, yeah, your, your faith must play a, a bit a, a piece into it. And I was like, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Like this, you know, just staying calm and, and trying to be nice to people. And she's like, that's awesome, man. Good for you. And then she, you know, <laughs> ordered three more drinks and got on her plane. So, um <laughs> And then here, here's what was this crazy thing. Like, I never talked to people on air, airlines, airports, whatever. But there was this one lady that, like, kind of tapped my shoulder while we were waiting. She was, and she was, like, very obviously from another country. I found out later that she's from Mexico. And so English was, she knew English, but it was kind of like, you know, when you, you learn a new language, it's like you know it, but you know it very slowly. So if somebody talks quickly, you have no idea what they just said. Oh, yeah. So that's how she was like she was listening to all these updates and she couldn't understand what the what the like people from the airline were saying over the intercom because it was muffled and very fast. So she tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, you know, what's going on? And like it was just really cool. Like myself, another guy and another lady like throughout the like three and a half hours we were there. We're helping this lady kind of translate, helping her get because she was delayed. She wasn't going to get back to Mexico last night. So she had to get a hotel and make sure she was in the same place. Like her first question was like, are you going to Houston? She's, I said, yes. And she said, I'm going to do whatever you do because she couldn't understand what's going on. <laughs> but she's like, wherever you go, I'm going to go. And it was just, it was just kind of this cool thing. Like there was uh, amidst it, like all this chaos and every, everybody kind of angry and frustrated. There was a small group of us that were just kind of like hanging out, chilling, whatever. We'll figure it out. Everything's going to be fine. And helping this lady out. It was just, it was just kind of a cool moment in the midst of, of trials. Pretty sweet. That's good. At least everything came out a-okay. A-okay. And I'm here to be on the radio because I love you people. Okay. Speaking of travel, Sean, uh, we have not had a chance to talk about this because it's been a crazy morning for me after uh, and day for you over in Italy. Um, you had some travel uh, snafus today. What happened, buddy? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was headed away from work, and today was a, a typical Monday. Had to put out a few fires with some angry people, I guess. And I get on the wife with my on the wife with my phone. I get on the phone with my wife and I ask her, you know, typical questions I ask when I'm coming home, what's for dinner? How are the kids? How's your day? And we have a great conversation real quick. And I head over this bridge and like Italy, it's raining and there are a bunch of cars stopped for absolutely no reason. And that happened way too fast and the roads are slick. And <laughs> I smashed into this guy and uh, absolutely destroyed the front end of my car. Oh, no. And, uh, and, and weirdly, you would think his car took a ton of damage. I'll send you pictures in a bit. But his car took like almost no damage. There's a little bumper damage on the backside. I couldn't swerve out of the way, even though I probably had like 50 good feet. But I was 
I was just sliding on a wet, oily road at that point. And, but like your story, you know, he comes up immediately after, and I think he's probably going to probably beat me up or something because there's no reason I ran into the back of him <laughs> other than probably admittedly, you know, between the rain and, and being on the phone and they come in, in a blind turn, my negligence. Um, but he came up and he said, tutto posto. And I, that pretty much means, is everything okay? And I was like, wow, okay, this, you know, this isn't going to be so bad. Um, and we just put out uh, road signs together to have people go around. We exchange information. And uh, it works really differently here in Italy. When you get in an accident, you can either get a ticket from the Carabinieri or you can work things out with uh, you and the other person with insurance. And so we didn't have to call any police, which means I didn't have to waste like seven hours on the road with the police and the Carabinieri. And I was able to go on my way, and I went home pretty much stress-free. Um, I just hope everything works out okay with uh, insurance, obviously. Okay, this this is crazy. This is crazy. It's crazy how much. First of all, how much it parallels, right? Second of all, I'm I'm I know you're a good person, so I assumed that everything was okay with the other guy. But I just want to recount the story how you recounted it to us. You oh no, you you were you were, <laughs> you were like look. I, you know, I was on my phone. I was being negligent. I was doing all these things. I slammed into this guy, and my car got messed up. You didn't tell us anything at the beginning about the other guy. <laughs> so you're oh like, my gosh. how inconvenient that it was all my fault, and my car got hurt. <laughs> I feel really bad because, you know, it happens so fast, right? And I didn't really start thinking about it until I got home, but... I didn't really put on my horn. Like everything happened in, in a fraction of a second. I didn't put on my horn. I must have just like bulldozed into this guy's bumper in the back corner. And, uh, you know, he had like no warning. I'm glad that he is safe. And, you know, he can't, he's thankfully young. He probably just, you know, had a little jerk or something of his neck. And glad he glad he's fine. And I'm glad I told my kids. They were like, your car broke? How did it break? Dad, can you tell us? And I was just thankful my kids weren't there because you really never know what can happen. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad everything worked out. I have one other follow-up question completely differently. Uh, <laughs> like, you said that y'all got in this wreck, and then you said you put up road signs, and then you moved on. Where did you get road signs from? <laughs> in Italy, it's required to have a few different things in your car for this kind of event. So one of them is a tra basically a traffic triangle. So he comes up and he says, I triangulo. And I knew immediately he wanted me to help him put out a few triangles to divert traffic around us. So, yeah, you have to have it in your car here. You can get a ticket. That's fascinating. Or you can yeah. or you can just work it out with the other person and not get a ticket. Apparently, that's how Italy works. So yeah, uh, it's weird. anyway, both of us had these crazy experiences, but both of us were like able to able to get through it. It was fine. Everything's OK. Uh, grand scheme of things like in the middle of those situations it'd be very difficult but you know cool calm collected admit when you're wrong and and uh you never know what you can do so uh sean because you were only on for like 18 minutes on your last episode i just want to kind of get a life update like what are you doing you're writing like 18 books what's going on with you i'm working on a book with tan if you want to know about the writer it's actually a really fun title it's called epic saints wild weird and wonderful stories of the saints uh, we tell like a ton of just like the most outlandish hilarious and bizarre things the saints did or experienced or just saints that were pretty weird um so it's a really fun book um it should be out sometime next spring and uh, hopefully i finish it soon other than that i don't know uh we're, we're doing that uh pilgrimage with um with Father Sharapa 
and John Blevins. Um, so trying to promote that, trying to get people to go if you're interested in that. Um, just see our tweets recently. And uh, I don't know, that's about it. Just taking care of four kids and uh, trying to trying to make life work again. Do you have a website, like a clean website for the pilgrimage or no? Yeah. If you just Google Canterbury pilgrimages, go to the link and then go to current pilgrimages. And it's the first one there. It's with, uh, it's got a big, wonderful picture of the other beautiful men going, John Blevins and Father Sharapa and myself. That, back in my bearded day too. I think they uh, have a pretty, you <laughs> got me in my thick beard days. <laughs> well, good. Uh, where are y'all going? Uh, we're going to Portugal and Spain and we put together a 10 day pilgrimage with hand selected locations. So for example, we're going to uh, obviously Fatima. We're going to Compostela de Sant, the, the way of uh, St. James, the Compostela. Um, we're going to Avila. We're going to Toledo. We're going to Madrid. Um, Several very marquee locations that probably everybody should go to, and then a lot of hand-selected places in the middle of nowhere, um, like Benedictine monasteries, that are just absolutely beautiful. So I'm excited. So uh, two two follow-up jokes as we move out of this segment. Uh, number one, uh, you said that you're going to Toledo on a pilgrimage, which means it's his holy Toledo. And second, holy Toledo. <laughs> holy Toledo. And, and secondly, you said for most people, like handpicked places to go on a pilgrimage means like we carefully selected them. For you, it means that you looked at a picture book and you just pointed with your hand. You're like, that one. I want to go to that one. So I think that's pretty much what, what we do when we go on pilgrimage. We find out maybe a little bit of history, but it's mostly like, dang, that looks cool. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, we are going to be right back. With today's guest, I think it's confirmed now. Stacy Summerow will be right back with her. And then in the final segment, we'll be back to reveal the winners of Ministry Madness. Don't go anywhere. Howdy, folks. We have a new partner here for the Forte Catholic Podcast. If you listen back on episode 120, we've done over 120 episodes. This is getting ridiculous. Okay. Uh, John Rozell from Stand Close to Christ came on the show, and I've now partnered with him to bring you discounts on the best Catholic gifts available. So uh, just a little bit about them and what they do. They help you discover inspiring Catholic gifts. Uh, many Catholics struggle to focus on their faith because of all this stuff going on in our world. It's kind of crazy. So we need reminders to stay close to Christ. For me, it takes someone slapping me in mass. They don't sell that at staying close to Christ, but they sell other great things like tiny saints, Catholic toys and games, saint cards. I love the tiny saints so much. I have a St. Michael one on my keychain. There's so much great stuff. You can check it all out at ForteCatholic.com slash gifts. Through these inspiring Catholic gifts, these guys are helping you share one powerful message. Stay close to Christ. We all need that reminder. You can do all of that and get 10% off while supporting Forte Catholic by going to ForteCatholic.com slash gifts. Gifts? Gifts. G-I-F-T-S. Two of my favorite words, and they're so very, very similar. Do it. ForteCatholic.com slash G-I-F-T-S. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am still joined by the beautiful Italian man, Sean McAfee. But also... 
an actually beautiful person, inside and out, Stacy Summerow. Did I say your last name right? Is it Summerow? You got it. Yeah, it's Summerow, and thank you. You're making me blush. Well, uh, you're welcome or sorry. Whatever you would like to hear at this point uh, is, is what I'm willing to say to you. But I mean, like, like Sean and myself, like we say that we are we are good looking on the outside, but actually we match what's on the inside. I think you do too. That just means something very different for all three of us. <laughs> oh, it's a little shaky on this pedestal. I'm I'm nervous up here. <laughs> now, if you make any mistake, you'll make us both look bad. So you need to be perfect throughout this entire interview. <laughs> You know, I'll say this for you, Taylor. I, I think it's amazing that we haven't met yet because now that I am following you on Instagram and you're following me, you're like the golf clap of Catholic Instagram. <laughs> That's so every, true. Every time I, I'm like, this guy knows everybody. So you have to have some good stuff going on. And I've listened to your show. It's awesome. I love it. Wait, I don't understand the golf clap thing at all. You're going to have to explain that to me. Also, like before you explain it, someone just walked behind you and you have a mirror behind you. And I saw yeah. them in the mirror, but not in person. And I've never been more terrified on the radio than just like, a second ago. There- Sean, yeah, that Sean, was, say that, that again, because you just sounded like a ghost. I said, is there a ghost in your house? I saw the same thing. I was like, I didn't see anybody in the room. There's a crucifix in the corner and then just an image in a mirror. <laughs> what is going on? I'm going to tell you guys a true story right now. I live on a Civil War prison camp plot, which I did not know when I moved here. But it turns out that like 25% of all the prisoners died because of the terrible weather conditions. And um, so, yeah, you, that's our, you that was our You live Allentown? No, I actually live in Elmira, New York, that bustling metropolis. Oh, El I didn't Myra. know there was a prison camp there. There was, yeah, Elmira. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So just to clarify, that person was not the ghost of a Civil War person. Maybe. Maybe. She's not even acknowledging anybody going through the room. I know. <laughs> okay. It was my husband. It was my dear husband. He's about to go to work. And he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, Good. I'm pretty sure. Good. Okay. Dear husband. <laughs> dear husband. <laughs> okay. Now that we've clarified this, we need to clarify the go- Why am I a golf clap? I don't understand. Because you like everybody's posts. Yeah. It's like a mandatory thing. Like you watch a golf tournament and just out of courteousness, everybody will do the same clap after every hit, whether or not it's good. Mm-hmm. And, and Taylor in his good nature, he just, he'll send you like hearts and everything on your stories. <laughs> he just, he's such a great encouragement to me daily on Instagram. I've never received a heart yet, but you like everybody's posts and you, <laughs> you know, everybody. Wait, and you're St- like, Stacy, Stacy, yeah. you're young yeah. and like into like the social media thing, you do know that a heart on Instagram is a like. You do know that that means the same exact thing, right? <laughs> it's I like mean, he likes it and he hearts it. He hearts it at the same time. Yeah. Well, I may be <laughs> decently young, but I'm actually very much an old soul. Like I just figured out three months ago how to do a story on Instagram. And I feel bad admitting that. That's the way I feel. They're all using these weird words too, like woke. Yeah. I didn't know wake. I didn't know woke meant something other than like you know what I happen to be at three a.m. sometimes when my kids. <laughs> right when I feel very not woke. Right after I awoke. <laughs> exactly. So okay. So the key word for if I'm understanding you guys correctly about the golf clap 
is that I like everything, but just like in golf, y'all said that people clap even when it's a bad shot. So now you actually don't no, trust whether I like it? Nobody said that. They said if it's, even if it's not a good shot. Okay. Even if it's not a good shot. Because if it's a bad shot, that's a crowd of, whoa, or four. Four. <laughs> One time, one time, a guy yelled for. I was at a golf course. I was a, I was a kid. I was like thirteen, golfing with my father, and the man yelled for at the exact <laughs> second that the golf ball hit my toes. He gave me no time. Like he hit it from like 150, 50 yards away, and oh, and man. was like four as it hit my four toes. I was so angry at this man. My dad you almost went and avenged me. I only have four toes now. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, it's actually very traumatizing for me. Thank you for bringing it up on my radio show. Um, okay, Stacey. It's hard to go running. Yes. <laughs> now she's thinking about all the practicals. It would be hard to do a lot of things, Stacey. You're right. Ballet. You know Not what? Just I, go running, walking. You know what I could swimming. Ballet, Stacey. Ballet. I can't do it anyway. I have all ten toes. This is all a joke and a ruse. But I can't do ballet. I'm a six two, two hundred fifty pound it. white man. Prove it. We want to see your toes. Mm-hmm. That's weird. No. Okay. So, Stacy, we still haven't done your introduction yet. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm is, so excited. Besides someone who lives on a on a cemetery plot of civil war, has a husband that may or may not be alive, and <laughs> and like and and doesn't know anything about Instagram. Who is Stacy Summero? Oh boy. Um. Well. As you said yourself before, uh, before we started recording, apparently I am one of the nightingales in uh, what was it, Cinderella? Uh, no, I said Snow White, but Snow Cinderella White. will work. Yes, details, yes. details. Yeah, um, I'm a a wife and a mom, and my husband is actually alive. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I guess the the part of my story that you know particularly is of interest is um, that I'm a speaker and a, a podcaster. I have a, a podcast named Called and Caffeinated, which I love to I love to talk about discernment because um, I've discovered in my own life that discernment is not just about finding our vocation. You know, it's not this answer sheet in the sky where God gives us the one answer and then we go on our merry way. Discernment is lifelong, has to do with every single one of our life choices. And so that's an, a big area of, of passion for me. Um, and I also love to talk about self-image because um, I actually have all my toes. And so I was a ballerina <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I was hoping she would make a reference to toes there. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I can prove it to you if you want. No, thank um, you. And we believe you. <laughs> We're very trusting for, people. For Taylor, this is a dad joke, but for Taylor, it's Smelf image. I, I'm going to mute Sean. Stacy, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I was a, I, I, I was a musical theater performer actually for a while. Um, so I was a dancer and a singer and an actress and traveled around the United States doing a couple of national tours, uh, which was an amazing experience and find out, found out after a while that that was really not fulfilling to me. Um, I really, I was seeking something deeper um, and tied up in that too was this pressure on looking a certain way. And so, you know, uh, just learning to be, learning to accept myself instead of comparing myself to other people, which I think is a struggle that so, so many young people go through. So um, it's been quite a journey. Um, I then, after doing my my Broadway shows, I ended up on a reality TV show called The Sisterhood, Becoming Nuns, because I realized my dreams weren't making me happy. And so I started asking God, you know, finally, God, what do you want? 
for my life through a long series of events, which I did not pursue this show. It really pursued me. Um, but I ended up being on uh, the Lifetime Network in 2014 with this show called The Sisterhood Becoming Nuns, which I'm guessing, Taylor, I'm guessing, I'm just going to make a snap judgment about you and Sean as well. I'm guessing you guys are not avid Lifetime fans. I'm a big fan of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Is this a prequel or a sequel uh, to Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Oh, well, it's it's kind of better if you know oh wow no this has nothing to do with the sisterhood of the traveling <laughs> pants which by the way i haven't seen but i really should but this is actually a reality tv show six episodes on lifetime and we went to three convents there were five young women and it followed our discernment journey so yeah it was only part of my discernment of course a very small part of it but it was an authentic experience for me and um some pretty crazy crazy times <laughs> What's interesting about this show is something that the Sisterhood Becoming Nuns shares with Forte Catholic is we mm. like to take very private and intimate things and just broadcast them publicly for everyone Perfect. to see. So this like toast, dis- toast. shop it, Sean. <laughs> so all of these uh, experiences you had of like discerning what God wants in your life, you just have cameras and and uh, like mm-hmm. shoved in your face. So yeah, share a little bit about that experience. Were you truly able to discern what God was calling you to in vocation mm-hmm. with ca- a camera following you around? Yeah, that is a, such a great question and one very much worth asking. Um, so my discernment started well before I was on the TV show. I prayed a novena to St. Therese of Lisieux, who if you've, uh, you've probably heard of her novena before because you're the Forte Catholic guy and you know a lot. Everyone listening to- knows that I haven't. i'm gonna leave you with this gem then if you pray a novena to saint therese um and she grants your request then you receive a a rose at the end of the novena so i got a rose she's my patron and i prayed to her and asked her you know should i do this show and i i did get the rose so i went ahead stepped down on faith and it was a you know it was a crazy decision because i didn't know what it was going to be like um but then when we actually went into filming we were on camera about 12 hours a day so that was that was intense from about 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. But the cool part was that we had a, a holy hour and mass and breakfast with the sisters before the cameras arrived. And that's where I think the the real the real work of God began to happen in my life. And they also took away our cell phones, which felt like losing my hand, honestly. You know, but losing I'm thinking your about toes, my... Stacy. Losing your toes. <laughs> Taylor, stop it. One of my toes. Oh, man, it was so painful. And um, I felt like you for a little while. I'm I'm (laughs) so very sorry you had to go through that. (laughs) (laughs) So would I, if I were discerning by myself without these cameras, would I have really, really committed to doing a holy hour in mass every day and, uh, you know, taking away my cell phone? you know, that would have been really difficult. So this in a way forced me to be able to, to really focus on God. And, um, and God started to do wonderful things in my heart. My relationship with him deepened. After that six weeks, I actually did think that I was called to be a nun. And I told my family on national TV, went back to where I was living in New York, um, Long Island, and started preparing to be a nun. So then you married a ghost husband instead. <laughs> I married a ghost husband. Well, there were a few more steps than that. Uh, he had to die. First, no, I shouldn't joke like that. Wow, that guy, this just wow. got very dark. So, not exactly the Patrick Swayze story. <laughs> Ghost, right? Exactly. I saw, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, yeah. Uh, so, there were a few more steps. Basically, um, I was so 
in love with God and so excited to become a nun, but I started feeling this lack of peace every time I thought about going to the convent. And meanwhile, I'm making all the preparations to go. But about three months after leaving, uh, the show was done filming and I just continually felt this lack of peace. It was um, a feeling of kind of, I describe it as desolation use what yeah St. Ignatius talked That's about. actually what um Taylor feels whenever he was uh discerning being a nun too. <laughs> it's what I feel every time I talk to Sean to be honest. <laughs> That's sad. How penitential of you, Taylor. It is Lent <laughs> after all. It is grumpy Lent to you. <laughs> so, so yeah, this lack of peace just kept following me and here, you know, I'm not saying this is always the right answer to discern your vocation, but I finally, I said to God, I was like, okay, I'm giving you one more month. I've given you a year. If by the end of this month, I still have this desire to get married. I still feel a consolation and excitement and peace when I think about that, but I feel desolation when I think about going to the convent, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be open to dating again. And um, by the end of that month, after I had continued to go to mass every day and uh, you know keep a, a strict prayer life every day, I really still felt this desire to be a wife and a mother. And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going with that. They're not paying me to say this, but catholicmatch.com is how I found my husband. Oh, wow. So <laughs> wow. I really need to start getting sponsorships from them. Uh, you Go to uh, catholicmatch.com and use the code Forte to get a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know what? I'm, I'm making a joke, but get I your have, first ten matches free. I, I, I get your first ten husbands for free. Uh, I, I think I actually in case think, any of them become a ghost. I say that. <laughs> That's like that story in uh, Ask for the Ghost Package. What is it in Tobit or something? Where like yeah, you know, like every like seven of her husbands died and then they prayed. That's you. That's that's your story. You're the you're the new version of that. Hmm. Sad. <laughs> Sad. Okay. Something else. Something else that's interesting is you proved once and for all that reality TV is fake because on on the show you proclaimed once and for all you were going to become a nun and then you were like nah right after the camera turned <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Basically. No, basically. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was Taylor. You know what? You just need to watch the show. You'll see the sincerity in my eyes. When but, I tell my family I'm but, gonna be a nun. But I know but I know how the story ends. <laughs> All I'll know <laughs> is how great it like you also said right after that you became an act or like before that you were an actress. So like I you were very believable. <laughs> it just oh, wasn't I, true. No, I'm totally comfortable talking about that because I was an actress and I actually left the acting world. I moved away from the city. I moved out to Long Island to a place where I could not have continued my acting career if I had wanted to in order to uh, to discern. So with regard to discerning religious life, you know, I actually feel like that was an incredible, in all seriousness, all joking aside, I feel like it was an incredible gift to my both myself and to um, my, my husband, John, because when we met each other, because of our formation, because we both discerned religious life, I wouldn't have been equipped before I, I met him to really recognize that he was the one. You know, I wouldn't have been at a, a point of maturity in order to be able to say, okay, you know, you're the one for me. Whereas when we met in April, and late April, and then we started dating in June and we got engaged in September, five months after we met. So I will say that sense of peace, you know, like you give God a minute, he gives you a month and you give God 
a month and he gives you a year, you know, God does not waste any of your time. So five months after meeting my husband, we got engaged. So it thank, was, thank you. Catholic, uh, Catholic match. Yeah, exactly. yeah right. <laughs> like you are the poster child for Catholic match.com. Okay. So, uh, you're also the poster child for called and caffeinated. This is your show. Uh, we're out of time today, but I want people to get connected with you. How can they find the show? Why yeah. should they listen to the show? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, discernment is a lifelong process. You know, my husband and I are always discerning. We're always thinking about when are we going to welcome another child? Where are we going to move? What about jobs? What about buying a house? All of those decisions. Um, and so we we go into a lot of different topics centered around um, discernment. So it's it's all about discerning any life choice. So really, it's it's for you know our generation. It's for young people. For any any choice you're going through, you can find it iTunes. You can find out my website, which is www.stacysummero.com. And that's spelled, has a funny spelling, S-U-M-E-R-E-A-U. It's French. You can blame my ghost husband. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and look me up there. You can also see my blog. Please subscribe. I give away a worksheet to all my subscribers for free about discernment, including my most favorite prayer of all time, because I like my subscribers. So I just give them stuff for free. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Go listen to Called and Caffeinated Friends. Uh, enjoy it, especially if you are a woman with no toes that wants to be on a reality show. Go check it out. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Uh, guys, we will be right back for our final segment of the day, revealing the Ministry Madness results. Don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Tony from Catholic Bomb Co. We make beard bombs, lip bombs, and lotion bars inspired by the Catholic tradition. Um, in the 133rd Psalm, uh, we're told that men should anoint their beards daily and that it should be joyful um, in the same way that uh, brotherhood, fraternity, and the love that Christ shares with us is. Uh, but if you don't have a beard, if you're not a man, if you want lip balm, lotion bars, beard balm, or anything else, go to catholicbalm.co slash forte and use the code forte uh, to get a discount and support Catholic Balm Co. youth ministry around the world, but also this amazing show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am here with Sean McAfee. Sean, it is time. Are Let's you ready for this? I've been waiting all year for this. I'm so excited. Let's go. We are revealing the ministry madness bracket results. If you do not know what this is, you have been missing out. This is where we pit every year. 64 Catholic ministry leaders in a votable bracket by you, the listeners, to see who would win in a legal boxing tournament amongst all of them. So here's what we got. If you haven't seen this yet, or if you have and you voted right at the beginning, about a month ago when we launched it, the top left bracket looks just like March Madness, which ends tonight as we record this on Monday. So we are right in step with the time. Top left group is podcasters. Bottom left is priests. The top right is kind of like a hodgepodge of authors and comedians and that sort of thing. And then the bottom right is the women's bracket because we don't want women fighting men as much as possible. But it does come down to a fight in the final four between the winner of all of those brackets to see who wins the entire thing. Sean, I'm just going to drop a hint. Just one little hint. Hmm. A woman performed better this year than ever before. 
Okay. Yeah. But here's what, here's what we're gonna do first. We're gonna go through some of. We're not gonna go through every matchup at the beginning. Uh, because people can see the results if they go to ministrymadness.com. They can see the final results there. But uh, this is the first take. This is the first time you're going to be able to hear it right here on the show. So I'm going to go through some of the closer matchups or some of the more intriguing matchups. So, like, for instance, in the podcaster's bracket, we had the two hosts of the Roman Circus podcast, uh, Zach Mabry and Matt Baker. Who do you think would win in that fight, Sean? I went for Zach. You went for Zach. Uh, Matt came in as the leading candidate. I think I think I might have voted for. I can't remember who I voted for in this one, but I did do the seeding, and Matt was a higher seed. And I'm I'm happy to announce that Matt beat Porky from the Little Rascals. He did it. Congratulations, oh, Matt Baker. Nobody's you, allowed. This whole thing is a sham. I want my vote back. You want your vote back? What do you mean you want your vote back? I don't know. I'm making stuff up. Uh, that's just like you, Sean. Uh, people, the, <laughs> people disagree with me, even though I'm in the minority, and they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of our closest matchups, and this was the, one of the closest ones all throughout. Edmund Mitchell of the show, who we had on last week, uh, he just launched season two of his podcast called The Show. Uh, like just launched. I just listen. I just finished listening to it, and you know I finished listening to it because I heard his reference to me and coming on Forte Catholic in like the last four minutes. So uh, if you, if you uh, forgot about going to check out his uh, his launch of season two of the podcast, go do that now. The show with Edmund Mitchell. Uh, this one was within four votes. Oh, I didn't even do all this, Sean. Overall, before we even get into this, we had the most votes we've ever had. We had over 9,000 votes, almost 9,500 votes, uh, total votes put in. So that's probably like 300 people participating or something like that, right? Edmund and Tommy, who do you think won by four votes? I went with Tommy. Well, once again, you are wrong. Edmund won by four votes. Okay. He just has like a hardcore look on his face. Like he's ready for business. He is ready for battle. Edmund... Edmund is the man. Okay, uh, real quick on another podcaster duo, co-hosts Lance Rosen and Daniel Uretz in a huge, huge upset. Lance, the older man, the man with, with all of the experience, came in as the heavy favorite and got blasted by Daniel. Dan, you have won, and which means that he is he defeated the only other Canadian, I believe, in the entire bracket. So congratulations. Daniel, you did not win the bracket, but you won the Canadian bracket of the two of you. <laughs> um, okay. Moving into the priest bracket, we had a huge upset right at the beginning. And this was an upset, and this might have been a mistake in some seating because um, <laughs> Father Capo, I had, I had never really – when I was doing the seating, I had seen pictures of him – but as I was putting the bracket actually together, I found a picture of him showing off his muscles. He is a very large man. And I did not realize this whenever I made the bracket. So Father, Father Rafael Capo, uh, he, he beat the number one seed, Father Josh Johnson. In, wow. the, in that, yeah, in the first round. So he, uh, let's just say he did pretty well. You may or may not be hearing his name again later on in the day. Another close matchup, Sean, but in the priest's bracket. Father Augustino Torres came in as the favorite, and Father Goyo Hidalgo, who I once argued with about Therese of Lisieux, ironically enough, that we just talked to Stacy about. Um, 
They were Liz with who? Father Goyo Hidalgo. You know Father Goyo? <laughs> you didn't hear my joke. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't. I didn't hear your joke. Total dad joke. Therese of Liz who? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't hear you because I probably didn't want to. Okay, so okay. Uh, that makes sense. It was within nine total votes. Another one of our closest ones. Who do you think won? Of all the priests? No, no, no. Just between. Fa- Are you listening? I'm not listening to you. You're not listening to me. This is making great Fine. radio. Father Augustine, to- Father Augustino Torres, and Father Goyo Hidalgo. Who do you think won by nine uh, votes? I'm gonna go with Father Goyo. I'm loving that you are wrong every time. This makes me so happy. It makes me so happy that you are wrong every time. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I think, I believe this is the closest matchup. Two votes. Two votes away. Father Donald Calloway and Father Joseph Anthony Chris. Within two votes, who do you think won? You're going to pick the loser, aren't you? Father Calloway. You, wait, you think it was Father Calloway? I think Father Calloway was the uh, winner. Just like in your marriage, you are now right 25% of the time. I want you to give yourself <laughs> give yourself a round of applause. You finally got one right. I'm proud of you. This, Thank you. This one should be quite obvious. This one, um, I did not think this but one But I was... did vote for the Dominican friar there. Just want to keep that. Uh, I am a lay OP. So I did, I did stick with my order. You're learning, you're learning how you're playing this game. You were like, oh, the person I picked definitely lost. So you picked the exactly. other guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Father, Father Anthony Sharapa of Clerically Speaking and Father Harrison Ayer of Clerically Speaking, who do you, my friend, think won out of the host of Clerically Speaking? Oh, Father's going to kill me for this one, but I, I went with uh, Father Harrison. Again, you are wrong. You are so <laughs> wrong. Father Anthony, our fellow co-host, our friend, destroyed. And actually, I lied earlier. This was another Canadian. I forgot about Father Harrison being Canadian. I apologize. But either way, got destroyed. So Daniel still wins Canada. Okay. That's the priest. That's the priest bracket. We're halfway done with this opening round. Okay, number one seed coming in, John Pridmore, uh, who looks like. Have, have, do you watch Daredevil, the Mar- the Marvel Netflix Daredevil? No, but I tell you, this looks like Hank from Breaking Bad. It does kind of look like Hank from Breaking Bad. It looks even more like Kingpin from from Daredevil. <laughs> and like, what's crazy is like that was kind of his life before before he had an amazing conversion. Like it was a, le- a legit gangster in Europe and had the amazing conversion, travels the country speaking. So obviously he destroyed most of his competition. He, was, he did very well. Um, let's see. What's other, another one that's close here? This one was the least close bracket. So I am going to say this. Adam Bly, who uh, Father Anthony and I talked about because he's a demonologist. If he, does, if he doesn't win, I'm, I, uh, I'm no longer co-host. Doesn't win what the whole the thing. The guy or, who fights uh, demons should be able to win a boxing match here. Do you? Th- are you saying you want him to win the whole bracket or just this matchup? That'd be cool, but just let's just give him one win. Okay, so he- here's the deal. Adam did win, but I do have to say, my very small and good-looking friend Johnny Phil put up a great fight. I don't know how he did it, and I'm trying to like picture this fight in my mind because I think Adam would just like. You know, like, remember in uh, in the Avengers movie where Hulk picks up Loki and is like puny God is just throwing him around the ring, you know? That's mm. how I picture this fight going, but for some reason it didn't. And Johnny was very close, although he did lose by, by, by a good margin, but he put up a good fight. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> our, our, another fellow co-host, John Blevins, also won his, uh, his uh, battle against Andreas Widmer, a former Swiss guard. 
So like, Whoa. real, real awesome. good guy. But Andreas is is a little older, so maybe maybe uh, his Swiss guard skills have diminished a little bit since his early days. So it's it it, it does kind of feel good that Andreas would have wiped the floor with John back in like in their prime. But uh, congratulations, <laughs> John. Uh, John's mad at me, by the way, because I wouldn't tell him if he won or not. Um, <laughs> so he's finding out like with with the rest of the of the sheep. And to be fair, like I didn't tell you either. This is all new information to you. I've told no one. I, uh, it's true, uh, except for Father Anthony. I, I gave I gave Father Anthony and John the same opportunity. I said, if you guess your place right now, if you get one chance, I will say yes. And Father Anthony did that on the on the show the other day, and I told him oh. no, and I went back and looked, and he was actually right. So if you remember oh. what number Father Anthony said he got, that was actually correct, and I had to apologize to him <laughs> okay. and correct it. Women's time. bracket, our friend Teresa Williams wiped the floor with her first matchup. Um, here's an interesting one. None and Nunner. I had no idea how to pick this one. Who do, who do you think won out of None and Nunner? This is just too funny, but I went with Nunner. You you got one right. I'm so proud of you once again. You finally got something right. And I, I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that this week. Um, uh, it's Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> and it's still not the first time you've heard it. A lot of the a lot of the, the women's bracket was was uh, was blowouts. A lot of the a lot of the uh, the leading candidates won, but there was a huge upset. Uh, the two ladies over at Blessed Is She, Jenna Gizar and Beth Davis, who has been on the show before. Uh, Jenna came in as as the as the top seed, but I was wrong. Beth Beth won quite handily. We got to give it wow. to her. That was fantastic. Okay, Shawnee, it is time, my yes, friend. Sir. It is time. So how this works is uh, Brackify, where I make these where I make these brackets, takes all the votes into account, and it, and it gives a certain point point percentage for the first round, more for the second round, more for the third round, and then obviously the most points for winning, like in the final four and the championship. So I have the top 10 list. Just, um, just a few interesting ones in the, next, in the next 20. I do have to say that our friend John Blevins did better than I thought he did, but he's still <laughs> going to be pretty upset that, he's, that he got 14th. John got 14th. Um, wow. All right. Are you ready for this top 10 list, dude? I'm going to count it down. Let's, let's do it. Okay. We're going to use the Forte 5 music. I usually count down the top five whatever I want to, but we're going to double it today, and it's going to be the Forte 5 twice. <laughs> for our top 10 list, 10 down to 1, and we are going to announce our winner right now. Let's go. Coming in at number 10, recently retired professional soccer player, super Catholic dude, just retired from soccer, uses his platform to share the faith. It is now running a company with, that I love their gear. It's called Beast for Christ or B-A Saint, B-E-A-S-T, right? Be a Saint. Luke Vercalone, I believe I said that last name right. He got 10th place. Congratulations to him. And I think here, this is interesting. It might have been helped with the picture. I think the most surprising one to me is my new friend, Brian Mottfort. From work to game, I, I was recently on his podcast twice in the, in the spring. You can go listen to those on the Work to Game podcast. Uh, you can find my appearances on that on ForteCatholic.com on the homepage. Brian got ninth place. Congratulations to him. In eighth place, 
I think his uh, his company, his uh, ministry helps him out quite a bit. From Swole Catholic, who has also been on the show, who I met at the SEAT conference, Paul McDonald is in eighth place. In seventh place, the first woman that we have mentioned, the feisty, the amazing, the sometimes scary to me, Teresa Zoe Williams got seventh place. We're very happy for Teresa, and I think she's going to be pretty happy with those results as well, because that means in the women's bracket, she got the second most votes. In sixth place, another surprising one to me, and I think some people, for the most part, as I look at this, I think it would actually probably be right. There is always this rule in Ministry Madness that this is a strictly a boxing competition, not a popularity contest. So I, I do think this person should have done well. I'm surprised by the sixth place, which means that some of you are going to spend some extra time in purgatory for voting on popularity. <laughs> the, the, the OG of Catholic Twitter, Mr. Tommy Ty, is in sixth place. Okay. No, nothing against Tommy, but some of these people that voted for him are probably going to go to Purgatory and hang out with me for quite some time. <laughs> Number five has been guessed correctly on the air before. So I am proud to announce that not in the top four, not in the final four, makes me so happy. WWE Priest, our friend, Father Anthony Serapa in fifth place. It, and like, I know him so well that this is such, he got fifth out of 64, and he's going to be so angry that he did not do better. <laughs> he's gonna layeth the smacketh downeth. He is, uh, just like myself, he thinks he's a lot cooler than he actually is. Okay, number four. <laughs> so the winner, now we're getting into the winners of each bracket. So the winner of the podcaster's bracket, former police officer, very intimidating guy, although he's very nice, he's been on the show before, Mr. Joe Sakura, winner of the of the podcaster side of the bracket and in fourth place. In third place, a man that we have talked about already in this segment. The winner of the like the uh, like a uh, extra group, the speakers group, the podcast no, the not podcast group, speakers, authors, cool other catholic people. Kingpin got third place. Mr. John Pridmore like I, I actually thought he was going to win it all, but I'm actually not surprised now that I've seen the results, these top two. So the winner of the priest bracket, the person that definitely beat up Father Anthony Sharapa, the man with the <laughs> muscles, the big man, Father Rafael Capo, is in second place, a runner-up. I mean, just awesome, awesome, awesome second place, which means Father, uh, not Father Anthony, you're Sean, Sean. Which bracket have I not mentioned yet in the top four? The women. The women. So for the first time in Forte Catholic history, in Ministry Madness history, we have a female winner. Sister Teresa Alatea is the winner of this year's Ministry Madness bracket. Let's go! <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited that she won. My Protestant best friend, whenever he was going through the, the bracket, 
He said because of the whole Memento Mori thing, the picture that she has, she's so sweet and loving and serene, but she's got this Memento Mori, remember your death thing we've been talking about throughout Lent. He said it looks like she's staring at a body that she just destroyed. I mean, I, I know that's Whoa. not true, but he's like, she, like, I'm totally down with this. Congratula- congratulations, congratulations to Sister Teresa Alatea, our first female winner of Ministry Madness Bracket and the winner of Ministry Madness 2019. Sean, what do you think of our top 10 there? Uh, it's brilliant. And I'm so happy for the, the media nuns. They have reason to celebrate again. I, wanna, I want one of those awesome YouTube videos where they're like jamming out to Aerosmith or something in celebration <laughs> of this. That's awesome. Well, there it is. That is our show for today. Thank you to everybody that participated in voting in the bracket. This is so much fun for me every year. Thanks for participating. Thanks for having fun with us. Continue to have fun this week. Make Catholicism fun again in your homes, in your churches, everywhere you go. Sean, love you, buddy. Love you. All right. I will be back next week with episode 131. That's a palindrome. Say it. Let's be honest. You need some new socks. We all need new socks. Like all the socks that I own uh, have like holes in them and then they mismatch. You need to go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks, S-O-C-K-S, and you can get all of the amazing Catholic socks from Sock Religious. You can also get a nice little 15% off. You can find out how to do that, ForteCatholic.com slash socks. I am currently wearing my St. Michael socks. They are fantastic, and they make me much cooler than I actually am. If you, too, have the desire to be cool, you can get there with Sock Religious, ForteCatholic.com slash socks.